So, this is uh, the wonderful 10th chapter, I mean, the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. It's the one that so many people wait for all the way through the, the different cantos. Everyone's thinking, oh, here we are in the third canto. Soon we'll be in the 10th canto. We get to hear Krishna's pastimes. So, here we are. We're in the 10th canto. And we're going to talk about uh, so much about this Krishna and his pastimes. So it's text nine today. Okay. With the sticking out where you stop. Okay. I'll try to remember to do that. Ataham. Ataham. Aham sabajana. Aham sabajana. Devakyaha. Devakyaha. Putratam. Putratam. Subhe. Subhe. Paps. Yami, Twam, Yashodayam, Nanda Patnyam, Babishasi, Atamamsa Bajena, Devakya Patra. Patratam subhe, Devakya patratam subhe, Prapsyami tvam yashodayam, Prapsyami tvam yashodayam, Nanda pat nyam bavishyasi, Nanda pat nyam bavishyasi, Atahum amsabajena, Devakyaha, Atam Subhe, Prabhshami Twam Yashodayam, Nanda Patnyam Bhavishasi, Taham Sabajina, Devakyaha Patam Subhe, <coughs> Prapsyami tvam yashodayam Prapsyami tvam yashodayam Nanda patnyam bhavishyasi Nanda patnyam bhavishyasi Atam amsa bhagena Devakya putratam sudhe Devakya putratam sudhe Prapsyami tvam yashodayam Devakya Pujatam Sude, Devakya Pujatam Sude, Rapsyami 
Tratam, the sun, Subhe, O all auspicious Yogamaya, Prapsyami, I shall become, Twam, you, Yashodayam, in the womb of Mother Yashoda, Nanda Patnyam, in the wife of Maharaj Nanda, Bhavishasi, shall also appear. Translation, O all auspicious Yogamaya, Uh, let me read it and then we'll repeat it. You could just speak Krishna's words. That's good. Oh, all auspicious Yogamaya, I shall then appear with my full six opulences as the son of Devaki, and you will appear as the daughter of Mother Yashoda, the queen of Maharaj Nanda. Too loud, isn't it? Yeah, the, the mic works best if it's right up to your mouth. I don't know if that's oh. uncomfortable if it blocks your vision. Sometimes it does. Well, it just won't. It won't cooperate. You can get it to come up. This, this can slide back just a little bit. Your Excellency, and then oh, I see, because you have a knee thing in, and that's yeah. Like, That. <laughs> hey, you're oh. fixing it, aren't you? You're amazing. Krishna, yoga yeah. Thank you. All right, is that better? Can we all hear? All right. Oh, all auspicious yoga Maya, <clears throat> I shall now, I shall then appear with my full six opulences as the son of Devaki. And you will appear as the daughter of Mother Yashoda, the queen of Maharaj Nanda. 
So I say, you say, Oh, all auspicious Yogamaya. Oh, all auspicious Yogamaya. I shall then appear with my full six opulences. I shall then appear with my full six opulences. As the son of Devaki. As the son of Devaki. And you will appear. And you will appear. As the daughter. As the daughter. Of Mother Yashoda. Of Mother Yashoda. The queen of Maharaj Nanda. The queen of Maharaj Nanda. Purport by his divine grace, Sula Esi Bhaktivedanta Swami, Sula Prabhupada. The word Amsabhagina is important in this verse. In Bhagavad Gita 10.42, the Lord says, Tava Bahunaitana Kim Agyante Natawarjuna Vishtavyaham Idam Krishnam but what need is there, Arjuna, for all this detailed knowledge? With a single fragment of myself, I pervade and support this entire universe. Everything is situated as a part of the Supreme Lord's potency. In regard to Lord Krishna's appearance in the womb of Devaki, Brahma played a part also because on the bank of the milk, uh, milk ocean, he requested the Supreme Personality of Godhead to appear. A part was also played by Baladev, the first expansion of Godhead. Similarly, Yogamaya, who appeared as the daughter of Mother Yashoda, also played a part. Thus, Jiva-tattva, Vishnu-tattva, and Shakti-tattva all are integrated with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And when Krishna appears, he appears with all his integrated parts. As explained in the previous verse, Yoga Maya was requested to attract Sankarshan, Baladev, from the womb of Devaki to the womb of Rohini. This is a very heavy task for her. Uh, can you imagine? This is the task. You know, I'm going to give you a, a task. I want you to get Lord Balaram to go from one womb of one wo woman to the womb of another. Now off you go. Pretty heavy task, isn't it? No. That's tough. That's hard. Not if you are spirit. Huh? We're all spirits. Yeah, so what's the big deal? We're all spirit souls. <laughs> But you have to go to the Supreme Godhead, Lord Baladev, and say, excuse me, uh, you're, you're not in the right womb. We need to move to another womb. <laughs> you know, so. Um, <clears throat> so this was a very heavy task for her. Yoga Maya naturally could not see how it was possible for her to attract Sankarshan. Therefore, Krishna addressed her as Subhe, auspicious, and said, Be blessed. Take power from me, and you will be able to do it. By the grace of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, anyone can do anything. For the Lord is present in everything, all things being his parts and parcels, Amshabhajana, and increasing or decreasing by his supreme will. <coughs> Balaram was only 15 days older than Krishna. By the blessings of uh, Krishna, Yogamaya became the daughter of Mother Dashoda. 
but by the supreme will she was not able to enjoy the parental love of her father and mother. Krishna, however, although not actually born from the womb of Mother Yashoda, enjoyed the parental love of Mother Yashoda and Nanda. By the blessings of Krishna, Yoga Maya was able to achieve the reputation of being the daughter of Mother Yashoda, who also became famous by the blessings of Krishna. Yashoda means one who gives fame. Again the verse, O all auspicious Yogamaya, I shall then appear with my full six opulences as the son of Devaki, and you will appear as the daughter of Mother Yashoda, the queen of Maharaj Nanda. Om Ganat Vrindasya Gnanjana Shlakaya Chakshur Ummilitam Jena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam Shtapitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Dadanti Swapadamtakam Panchakopata Rugascha Kripasanubhivcha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavevunamo Namaha so, uh, very sweet verse, extremely uh, important points that are made here. <coughs> um, first of all, in this uh, Bhagavad Gita 1042, this is uh, something that many people forget. Uh, uh, we're talking, Krishna says, just with a, a, a mere fragment of me, I'm keeping all these planets, everything's going on. Just a tiny fragment of my potency. In other words, he's not breaking the sweat. He's not trying hard to do this. Some people think that all God has to do is just uh, still distill the water from the ocean, make the clouds, arrange this, arrange that. You know, listen to my whining. Give me what I want. Give me the, okay. So, good morning, God. Okay. Uh, hallowed be your name, by the way. Uh, okay, now, uh, uh, oh yeah, give me this day, give me my daily bread. Where's my bread? You know? So, first of all, I'm going to give you some hallows. You know? Glories, glories. All right, now, give me. Start, start gimme. You know? And don't go anywhere because I've got a few other things. Once I get the bread, I've got a few other things. <laughs> You know, after breakfast, I'm going to go over this list of things that you can do for me. It's kind of like that, isn't it? You see? And people have a tendency to want to blame God for everything. For everything that, uh, that might go wrong. Uh, if it's not just to my liking, uh, I complain. You know, why is, why is God letting this happen? Sometimes when we see a, a natural disaster, uh, like the tsunami or something like that, I hear people say, what kind of God would let this happen? What kind of God would let 200,000 people die? Innocent people. 200,000 innocent people. So, you know, sometimes I wonder, can we find innocent people? <laughs> Who are the innocent people? You see, so in other words, he gets blamed for anything. We expect him to go to work right away. <clears throat> you know, don't burn any sunlight, my dear Lord. Sun's coming up. Get busy. 
make things my way and start uh, doing for me. So, uh, but Krishna, just by some little fragment, an immeasurable tiny piece of his uh, majesty, is keeping this whole world going. And I often tell people, you know, they're, they're saying, well, you know, God does this and God does that. Well, you know, don't you think he has people to do these things? I mean, the President of the United States has people that do things. You know, he doesn't go cut the grass at the White House. He has people that do that. Well, what makes us think that Krishna is the one that's distilling the water from the ocean and arranging the crowd, the clouds? No, he has people that do that. They're called demigods. They do certain things like that. They're like department heads, you see. They're there to serve uh, uh, him in his administration. He, on the other hand, has got nothing to do. Krishna has nothing to do except relate with Radharani and the other living entities and enjoy this beautiful loving relationship, you see. Now at the same time, he's expanded with us. When we decided, well, you know, I think I'm going to go look for something better, Krishna. I mean, you're really wonderful, but I just wonder, is there anything better than you? Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Uh, I wonder, maybe I can find a situation that I can be the center of attention. I mean, here in Goloka Vrindavan, you're the center of attention. And that's very nice. You're very wonderful. But, you know, I kind of like to try those shoes on myself. I'd like to feel what it's like to be the center of attention. So, uh, Krishna says, if that's what you would like, then, okay, very good. I have a world. I have a whole world for you. As a matter of fact, you can be the chief. You can be Lord Brahma. Would you like that? You can be the supreme controller. Living entity doesn't just go from the Loka Vrindavan into, you know, worm and stool or whatever, or an average human being. You know, Krishna is so kind that he, our first experience in this material world is that of Lord Brahma. You see? So in other words, we've all been there. You get to start out like that. Krishna's so sweet. So, you'd like to feel what it's like to be all-powerful? The center? The top dog? I can array. I have a I have a solar system that needs to be created. I, I need. As a matter of fact, you know, give me your resume and I'll <laughs> run it past the vice president of personnel to see if we can get you hired for this job, Lord Brahma, you see. So away you go. Uh, out of Krishna's kindness, we get that. We get that desire. From there, we work our way down. You see, it's a stepping. We come down to a, a, a human being and then fall into the lower animal species. We work our way all the way down and all the way up and down and up and back and forth. We're wandering around this material world, you see. Uh, so some, someone, again, might say, well, what kind of God would do that to you? No, he doesn't do. He gave you the position of Lord Brahma. You do the rest. It's up to you. You have free will. No one's forcing you to do this or that. And you accept um, the reaction from what it is that you do. Fair. Very fair. 
nothing unfair about karma. It's as fair as it gets. You do, you get. And you've got free will. You're not forced to do evil. You're not forced to do bad. So why should you have bad karma? Because you chose out of your own free will to do something naughty. You see? You, you get the reaction for it. That's, that's fair. That's fair. So, um, so anyway, another point in this verse that I found extremely interesting that we need to spend some time on. Uh, Yogamaya, this was a, a big task for her. And Srila Prabhupada points out here very clearly that by the grace of the Supreme Godhead, anyone can do anything. You see? The Lord is the supreme controller. We can't do really anything on our own. What is it that we can do? What do we control? What do we have control over? Can you think of anything? What about your body? Do you have control over your body? I don't have control over mine. You know? I don't have control over it, though. Yeah, I like it when um, when my head is freshly shaven because it's clean. It's you know, it's it's no little prickly hairs. It's just nice and slick. So I'll go and I'll shave it, and I don't like to shave. I really don't. You know. Shave the hairs off my face like that, and you get nice and suchy. And I think, okay, that's what I want. And within a few days, I've got this little prickly hair coming back out. It's just, you see, and I'm thinking, why don't you just go away? Stop. You know, so why can't, same thing with like your nails. You do your nails so there's no dirt underneath, so you're suchy, you're nice and clean. And you think, okay, that's good. And then a couple of days later, they're grown out again. I can't, I can't make them stop. I'd like to just say, okay, Shave, do, nail, okay, hold that, stay. It won't listen to me, you see. Um, we never know, of course, younger people don't have that, but when you get a little older, you never know how your body's going to digest. You never know how it's going to, how it's going to sleep. In other words, if you really, really think about it, we are completely, totally out of control. We have no control. Except for one thing, how do we have, how does the control, all the control we have manifest? Anybody want to guess? Your thought. Huh? Your thought. What do we have control over, though? Well, I guess if you want to control some, you can, you can think about what you really want. What you, almost, if you think about only what you want, that will manifest. Yeah, you have, you have free will. Free will, so you can choose whatever you want to manifest. You can choose whatever it is that you want to desire. You exactly. can choose to desire whatever you want. And Even you have... Even the body, you could choose to be what kind of body you want. Oh yeah, we're choosing that right now. We're making our next body. Uh, through this life, we're making our next body. We're building it as we go. You see? So... We get to choose 
uh, what we might want to desire. In other words, we have free will and we have uh, the ability, the control, if we choose to exercise it, of our attitude. I get to choose how I react to things. That's my choice. That's God-given right. You know, what is the Declaration of Independence? It says we hold these truths to be self-evident. We talk about rights. You know, they talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You have a right to life? We already have that. Liberty? You know, well, we're not free very much. The only liberty we have is our free will. Otherwise, we're pushed around and governed by these bodies and the other bodies around us, you see. And the pursuit of happiness. Well, good luck with that. You know, we're going to spend our lives pursuing happiness. You know, and we may catch it from uh, time to time. It's just like if you're at the beach and you reach down and pick up a handful of sand. And it just slips right between your fingers. <laughs> you can't keep it. You can pick it up. But, so we may grab some happiness, but it just it, it flows away, you see. But we have um, freedom. We have uh, the ability, should we choose to exercise it, on uh, how we deal with what's going on around us, you see. If someone says to you, you know, well, I, I just think you're a jerk. All right, now the ball's in your court. I can choose to react any way I want to. I can say, oh yeah, those fighting words from where, where I come from. You know? I can say, oh yeah, your mother wears combat boots. You know, so I can, I can, and I can uh, insult him. He insulted me. I'll insult you back. We'll see who can uh, insult the other the most. You see, I can become all upset and call Gino on the phone. Gino, you know what? This guy just told me that <laughs> this and that. And he says I'm a jerk. You know, let's go over and beat the guy up. You know, let's let the air out of his tires. Let's do. You see what I mean? <coughs> or I can just choose not to let it affect me at all. I mean, isn't everybody entitled to an opinion? Is, doesn't everybody else around me have free will? Mm -hmm. uh, how can I take away your free will? You think I'm a jerk? <laughs> so this is a reaction that I'm getting from something that I've done, and how can I complain about that, you see? I have the right and the ability to choose how I feel. And I choose to be happy. It's just like we were talking, uh, was it you or, you know, we were talking about, uh, I don't know, who was it? We are talking about uh, devotional service. Devotional service should be performed joyously, you see. So, you know, if someone says, hey, Bugu, we need help. Can you come scrub the pots? You know, you can, you can say, Oh, man, what a rotten job. I hate that. You see? Or you can say, certainly. So scrubbing the Lord's pots? Spreading, scrubbing pots for Radharani? It's her kitchen. I'm going to take her pots and I'm going to... I get to scrub her pots. You see? 
you're going to have a situation uh, sometimes uh, you know uh, one time not, just recently I was uh, I was cooking a Sunday feast and the people that were going to come and help they couldn't make it one had to work and the others just had more important things to do you know so I ended up doing it all by myself and I kind of found myself getting a little agitated you know I was just a little bit and I caught myself just as I felt the agitation I, I thought wait a minute I get the mercy today I get all the mercy sometimes I get it all sometimes there's nobody there and you get to do it all you know that's a special blessing Krishna is saying hey I've got something special for you you're eager to serve hey you know I'm going to give it all to you you know, those who are eager for the mercy are the ones who get it more often. You see, Krishna can give you causeless mercy, huh? but then maybe you're eager and you try real hard for more. I want it. I'm going to try hard for it. You see? So, how we decide that we're going to react to the world and the people around us situations that we find ourselves into we get to control our attitude and we get to control how we feel you see you see someone who's unhappy you say what's wrong oh I don't know my boss is this and uh, you know my wife said this and this or that you know the mail was late I broke a nail <laughs> you know so whatever I'm all upset you see I'm not feeling uh, I'm not getting, I'm not being treated properly. Therefore, I'm unhappy. You see? And, and you just really want to say, well, <laughs> why don't you get over yourself? <laughs> First of all, turn all that around. You see? Now, behave yourself. Grow up. Be an adult. No, it's never that bad. Huh? Who's, who's in control? Krishna's in control. What is happening is happening. What is happening to me, any reaction I get is the reaction from something that I did. It's fair. You see? It reminds me of the story of the Avanti Brahman. I think I've told that one here before. Uh, in the, uh, I think it's the 11th canto, 26th chapter. There's a story of the Avanti Brahman. Uh, he was uh, not, not such a very nice man. He was very cruel and mean. He was cruel to his wife and his children. He was uh, a big businessman. Uh, he made lots of money, but he was very tight. He didn't share, you know. He didn't give very much attention or very much resources to his family. He was just not a nice guy. Nobody liked him. And so, <clears throat> With the mercy of associating somehow with Krishna's devotees, he became a devotee. And he decided, I'm going to give everything up and I'm just going to travel and spread Krishna consciousness. So he was just, by the mercy of Krishna, he became a pure devotee. And he traveled from village to village and just chanted Hare Krishna. He gave up everything. He gave, it, gave his wealth away to his family, Gave it all the way. Everyone was taken care of and off he went. So from time to time he would come to a village and there would be somebody in a village that would recognize him. 
they would say, oh, you're that mean, nasty, oh boy, I've been wanting to get you alone. So they would do mean things to him. In the Bhagavatam it says they would throw stool on him, they would urinate on him, throw rocks at him, imprison him, tie him up. They would do mean, mean things. But he just chanted Hare Krishna and he was always blissful and happy. And someone asked him, how is it that you can be, you can withstand treatment like this and still maintain this happy mood? You, you would think that you would be very unhappy from this. And he said, I get to choose, I get to choose how I feel. Krishna gives me that right. I have free will. So, if these people want to say this or that or treat me this way or that way, I choose to be happy because I have the holy name of the Lord. I have everything. You see? So I choose. This is my choice. So we can do that. We can do that on a daily basis. We get the choice. Moment by moment, we get the choice. How? Uh, so if someone says, how's your day going? You should kind of think, any way I want it. You may not say that, but you may think. Any way I want it. If you, may, if you, if you might react by thinking, well, my day's not going so well then you've got to catch yourself and say, well, it's, it's kind of going the way I'm making it. I'm deciding. Now, people could say, well, you know, this has happened or that happened. Whatever. I get to choose how I react. No one can take that away from you. You see? So, this uh, devotional service is always performed in a blissful nature. You see? We're always happy to perform the service. Now the only way that we could not be happy by performing devotional service is if we what? Choose not. Choose what? If we make the wrong choice. Yeah. And, and if we forget something. Krishna. If we forget Krishna. Well, sometimes, if you're not happy performing loving devotional service, then I, I challenge, are we actually performing loving devotional service? If it's just work, I mean, we're doing something for Krishna, there's some benefit, but Krishna says, Patram Pushpam Balam Toyam. One offers me with love and devotion, flower, fruit, water, um, or a leaf, even just a leaf. With love and devotion, Krishna doesn't need water. He doesn't need a leaf. He doesn't need fruit. You see? He doesn't need anything. But he says, if with love and devotion you make this offering to me, I will accept it. You see? So, he wants the love and devotion. He wants the love. He wants the love, just like you. Yeah, he's giving you the opportunity to, to perform loving devotional service. So you can't perform loving devotional service and, and not be happy. Does that make any sense? You know? It's like, you know, she was, I love Gino. Oh, I gotta do something for the guy. He's such a pain, but I love him and I'm <laughs> 
And I'm going to love doing it. You know, why does this guy want me to do it? You know, why me? I was going to take a nap. I want me to do this. We should be eager. If, if uh, we're going to perform loving devotional service, let's be eager. Yeah. You say, no, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to make sure we have enough time to chant and to read huh? and to take care of our bodies. And the rest of the time, we should be open. We're ready. We're ready to go. You see? So what we do is we kind of confuse performing devotional service, loving devotional service, with working. You know, like a job. You see, we can we have that confused. Not because we're bad people. We're just conditioned. We're conditioned like that. You know, it's like your mother. She tries to get you to go clean your room up. You don't like it. Your dad wants you to go cut the grass. You don't want to do that. You see, your teacher wants you to study. You don't want to do that. So there's always somebody trying to get you to do something. And really, with our independent nature that we have, which is why we came to this material world, we really want to do what we want to do. I want to write my own schedule. I don't want anybody in my way, you see? So we've got it confused when someone says, well, Prabhu, can you help me? We're gonna, we're gonna be doing this service over here. And they, oh man, that's not what I had planned. Oh, I'm sorry, what did you have planned? Well, I didn't have anything planned, but I wasn't going to plan that. <laughs> I wanted to plan something that I wanted to plan. I mean, it's just, it's different when you ask me to do it. You know, it's different. I might have been, I might have come up with the same idea, but it sure is different when, when you ask me to do it. You know, now it's not, it's not my decision. You're asking me to do it. Now I have to show some appreciation or something. You, know? <laughs> you see what I mean? So it's just, it's a function of our minds. Our minds trip us up. They do. They trip us up all the time. We've got to, it's just like you see in the park. Um, I go walking in the park a lot, and you see people and they, they come with their dogs and they've got their dog on a leash. You know. Of course the, it's a law. You're supposed to, most places you're supposed to. Well I think some people would let them run. But they, they come, they've got their dog on a leash. And the dog's like, he wants to go over here, and they're like, no. And then he wants to go here, no. You know. So we have to do that with our mind and keep our mind on a leash. You see? Mind wants to do this, it wants to react this way. You see, I want to feel that, you know, I don't think I'm being treated fairly, you know. Is that possible that you're not treated fairly? Think about that. Somebody does something really heinous to you. Do we believe in the law of karma? <laughs> so can you be treated unfairly? We can interpret that we're being treated unfairly. But no, we can't be treated unfairly. We believe in Krishna. Krishna's in control. Uh, 
Do we believe in the law of karma? Therefore, I cannot be treated unfairly. There was this, uh, I don't know if I've told this story before here, but uh, uh, my sannyasi god brother, Pancha Devita Maharaj. Do you remember Pancha Devita Maharaj? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a wonderful devotee. He was in Mayapur, and uh, he was doing he was doing some management. This was a very long time ago. And uh, I think it was back in the early 70s. I'm not sure exactly when. 72, 73, like that. And uh, anyway, there was this one boy working underneath him that made some mistake and uh, cost us some money, cost the temple some money. It was a stupid mistake. And Srila Prabhupada said, why did you do this? This was, this was ridiculous. Why did you do this? And the boy said, Pancha Devita Maharaj told me to do it. He just lied. Mars didn't. He didn't even know that he was doing this ridiculous thing. So Prabhupada said, Hmm, tell Pancha Devita Maharaj to come and see you right now. So Pancha Devita Maharaj comes in, pays his obeisances, and says, Yes, you know, Prabhupada, why did you do this ridiculous thing? But Prabhupada, uh, don't talk. No. You are relieved from management duty now. And you will go and plow the field behind the oxen in the hot sun. And Maharaj says, but Prabhupada, don't speak. Yes, Prabhupada. So he went out and he's thinking, what just happened? <laughs> One minute I'm the big guy, sannyasi, I'm in charge. The next thing I'm reduced to nothing, plowing the field in India in the heat behind the ox. You know, he said, he's a New Yorker, he's a New York Jew. You know, you can imagine a Jewish person, New York Jew, you know. <laughs> he's hardly ever driven a car. And here he is, out behind his oxen, you know, in Mayapur. So he's plowing. And he's thinking, this is terrible. And he's trying to figure out how to do this. And, you know, finally, after a day or so, he figured it out. And he started plowing and he... After another few days, he looked and he thought, wow, look, at I, I plowed all that. That was great. And after another few days, they had planted seeds, you know, and he was going plowing and he saw, wow, look, the plants are coming up. Wow, this is interesting. I'm actually able to do this. So he kept on and kept on. After a couple of weeks or so, uh, Prabhupada uh, called for him. So he's out in the field and... So he went to see Srila Prabhupada. He was telling, he told me this story. And uh, so he went and took a bath because he was all dirty, put on fresh cloth, fresh tea lock, went to see Srila Prabhupada, paid his obeisances. He got up and Prabhupada said, so how do you like your new service? And he said, well, Prabhupada, at first, I didn't like it at all, but I'm starting to appreciate. This is very nice. I can smell the, the, the smell of the earth as I'm plowing, and I'm seeing the results. You know, the plants are growing, and it's just, it's very nice, actually, Prabhupada. And Prabhupada said, oh, very good. So Prabhupada said, so, you have something to say? Well, yes, Prabhupada. He said, actually, I didn't do what that devotee said I did. And Prabhupada said, I know that. 
But you have done so much that you got away with. <laughs> and they laughed. And Prabhupada said, so this is good? He said, yes, that's probably, he learned, he learned a lot. So Prabhupada said, ah, oh, then back, you know, back to management, you know, take up your old position. So, in other words, uh, Prabhupada's point was, no, you may think, well, I've been treated unfairly. The boy just lied. He said, I did this. I didn't do it. Prabhupada said, I know you didn't. But there's so many things that apparently you got away with. You know, so many things we do and there's nobody there, you know. Mistakes we might make, you know, whatever. You see, so uh, we, the devotees of Krishna, should really just feel, boy, I'm so fortunate. I'm just fortunate to be here. You see, and whatever, even if, if, if Krishna holds us or handles us roughly in his embrace, we should be pleased, you see. This is the um, test of love for Krishna. My dear Lord, I love you. I love you with all my might. You say, do meet with me as you will. You say, and uh, if we feel that way, then Krishna reserves the right to test us. You say you love me. Oh, I would like to taste that love. See, the test of anything is stress. It's like when, when there's a product made, when they make a brand new uh, uh, Mercedes-Benz, you see. Uh, the speed limit's like 75, 80 miles, it's 80 in Texas, 75 here, you know. So a car's gonna be driven 75, 80 miles an hour. Uh, they test it at 150, you see. They take it out on a track and they just open it wide open and just run it, you see. Because the test of the machine is under stress, not driving it through the city. I mean, any car can drive through the city, or freeway driving. No, extreme test, extreme stress to see how good a car is it. You see, relationships are like that. How good is the relationship? Sometimes we have extreme stress. Then we perceive it as extremely, extremely stressful. How do we react? You see? How do we react? With love? You see? So, do we have this loving relationship with Krishna? He wants to taste it. He wants to experience. And so do we. You see, not only is it Krishna that gets pleasure, if he tests you and you pass the test, you get it too. Anytime that there's a big test from Krishna and, um, and you pass the test with love, there's always, it's not that you're looking for, but there's always a very special, wonderful gift. Krishna will give you some wonderful gift. You see. So, uh, all right, I think I should ask for questions. We need to finish up by nine, is that right? Yeah. All right, we've got time for a quick question or maybe two. Any questions? Yes, Mother? Um, you're talking about, you know, controlling the mind and, you know, we've all experienced, you know, the mind plays tricks, the mind does different things, but that's kind of like a so-called, quote, normal mind. But what if you have an extra challenge that, you know, sometimes, you 
know, maybe it's a medical thing, or maybe it's, you know, more you know, definitely more severe than, than normal mind. What, what, what should we do then? Um, we have to just surrender to Krishna, you see. And we have to remember what's most, who am I really, you know? Really, I'm a servant of Krishna. That's what I am. I'm a lover of Krishna. Uh, he is my lover, I am his lover. We're, that's, so first and foremost, that's what I am. Now there may be other things that I, um, that I'm involved in, you see. Uh, I may have a very close friend, and that friend may become in, uh, in an automobile accident. God forbid this would happen to anybody. But you know, like that, you see. Uh, so I have to, I, I need some strength to make it through this. It's just like our god brother Gopi uh, Paranda, or uh, Prabhu, you know, he passed just recently. You know, it's. It, if we let ourselves dwell on it, we can think, how terrible. How terrible. And the service he was doing in Govardhan, and, you know, the school that he had. And that's, you know, so, but it's, uh, it's Krishna's choice. You see? I mean, I'm kind of shocked. He was even, he's younger than me. I see these young people, well, young to me, anyway, some of them dying, you know, and I think he, you know, my number could come up any minute, you know, so. Um, but what do we do? We realize the Supreme Board's in control, you know. And, we, and if we have difficulty with our attitude, we just have to immediately pray to Krishna. You know, please help me with this, my Lord. You know. And reminded, you, say in Bhagavad Gita, you are the ability of man. You are ability. I need the ability to deal with this. You know, I'm having a hard time here. Now, what we don't want to let happen is our minds sometimes, uh, and I've, I've seen this, um, I think we all have noticed, sometimes when something uh, nasty happens in our life, uh, I've seen people, and I think all of us have noticed, they, they get into uh, 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 a poor pitiful me, you know, and there's like, oh, let me tell you what's happened to me. Oh, oh, this is terrible. And they say it, and they say it, you know, and, they, and you're like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, poor pitiful you, you see. Sometimes people become addicted to that, and they start to live in it. Have you noticed? Their lives become uh, a pity party. I hate pity parties. You're never invited to a pity party. You just find yourself in one. If you got the invitation, you wouldn't have shown up. But, you know, it's kind of like, oh, Hare Krishna, how are you? Can we talk? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. You know, I heard, like, even the, like, the cancers, they're all diseases of mine. Uh, What's that? Even the cancers caused by the not uh, disease of the mind. Yeah. So you can if you let go of everything, then if you just have a love, you you're not gonna have a cancer. 
I mean, you can let it go, yeah. and maybe Krishna will help you to let go. Then I mean, if you, you get, get it, cancer, if you get cancer, and the doctor says, you know, you've got pancreatic cancer, uh, we there's nothing we can do. Um, there's no way to operate on it, no way to treat it, and typically you've got about 10 months. What are you going to do? Start calling everybody, you know. <laughs> hey, I thought we'd get together this evening at 8. Yeah, about 8. And we're going to have a pity party for me because I'm dying of cancer. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Why should that change anything? you got a big advantage. You know you got no more than 10 months. Well, you can just so now you better get real go. serious. People actually let go of uh, all the, the grudges or hey, whatever they have that cause the cancer because it's a disease of a mind caused the cancer. So when you get to that part, then you can actually uh, uh, cure the cancer. It's karma. Karma caused the cancer. You think? Yeah. Is it karma? I do, I receive. Well, so you, it's like in the Bible it says, as you sow, so shall you reap. That's, what if you that's karma. That? You chose to uh, totally be loving at the moment now, from now on. So you forgive that person or whatever. The, if you're done to karma to whatever, and then you can totally let go of that hate or whatever and become love and become love to yourself, then you eat everything could be dissolved. Well, that's a a whole different story. Love to ourself, that's kind of like a problem that we've had. Uh, That's a whole problem because we we can't love ourselves. No, no, no. That's the biggest problem we have. We love ourselves. It's this love of ourself that was our original problem that got us into so many other problems. Wow. We need to love the God loving we is... We need to love Krishna. Exactly. That's what we are loving ourselves. Not the no, 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 loving. No, no, no. By loving Krishna. Part. We need to love Krishna. Exactly. That's the same I'm talking about. Self-love. Well, I'm not, I'm not Krishna, so if I love Krishna, that's not loving me. However, by me loving Krishna, it's like pouring water on the root of a exactly. tree. Exactly. And what I'm all the leaves and branches. Yes? There's a male-female aspect to loving God that the female somehow understands that by loving yourself, you're able to love Krishna. And men understand by loving Krishna, we're able to love ourselves, which is ultimately, in truth and in the right way, is love of Krishna, which is really everything. Yeah, because you, know? you can love you. There is that selfish love, which is just like you don't love anybody, you love yourself. You don't love God, you love yourself, you know? Yeah. But then there's a point where you're trying to love God so much, but you're not loving yourself. And that's not really what God wants Well, but you need to, you know, we can let ourselves go. This, this self thing that we have. We're okay. You see, that becoming Krishna consciousness, becoming Krishna conscious, means to become conscious that... I am part and parcel of Krishna. I'm his eternal servant. I always have been. I always will be. It's just for this temporary time that I've traveled through the material world thinking I'm in this body or I'm that body or whatever that I've been confused. You see, so I'm an eternal living entity. Nothing can happen to me. I'm okay. 
I'm okay. I don't have to worry about me. I'm taken care of. We're not talking about selfish love. We're talking about unselfish love. Because in, if you cannot love yourself, or, or, or I'm not talking about body self, but even body self will kind of a little bit included. Yeah. So then you can't love anybody. But we'll continue this later. I don't want to go on too long. But let's talk about this later, okay? All right, all glories to Shiva Prabhupada.